Good to see you all. Very good to see you all. Glad you could get out on this cold morning. Hope you had your heaters on before you uh, got here. Uh, we are we are closing our series off in, uh, in in our series on Jesus the Game Changer. I don't know whether you've been following along with us over the last uh, few months, uh, but uh, prior to starting this series, we I spoke about. Uh, uh, or preached about the commission that Jesus gives us and that that commission comes from his heart, from the heart of Christ, that the heart of Christ, the desire of Christ is that his people be with him, that you and I are with him, uh, that, uh, that people who do not yet know him that are, are with him, that he cares for all people, that tribes and nations around the world may know him and be with him. And we're going to close off that series uh, this morning uh, because over the last, I suppose, I think it's 10 weeks now, we've been exploring these themes or heard the way that Jesus' heart changes the game for us in the, in the, in the ways in which uh, we think about ourselves and the ways in which we understand the kingdom of God in the ways in which we are a witness to our family, in the, the ways in which we are a witness to our neighbours, in the ways in which uh, we are to love others, the way in which we understand God's love for us. Jesus changes the game for a lot of things. And we've heard a lot of challenging and convicting messages, no doubt over the last couple of weeks in particular. Uh, and Dennis particularly last week gave it to us all double barrels, didn't he? So that was, that was great. Uh, But as a series, we've been looking at these words from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And you may remember them because they have been repeated a little while uh, over and over again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Sumeria and to the ends of the earth. I think we've heard those, those words a few times, haven't we? Well, this morning I'd like us to close out our series and I'll I'll speak uh, to these verses again uh, briefly. But I also have a video for us um, because I interviewed a pastor from Beirut, Lebanon uh, in preparation for today and uh, I think he gives us, along the lines of what Stephen was talking about, some great encouragement to us as we continue on in our faith but also see the way in which Jesus impacts lives and communities, not just here, not just in Thailand, but also uh, around the world. And so we'll close these series, this series out. I'd like us to look at these words, not, as, uh, not hearing these words as challenge or conviction, but hearing these words as a promise, not as something extra to do during the week, not as something that puts guilt on us for things that we don't think we have done, compounds, uh, it compounds this guilt on us because we haven't done a certain thing or, or been a particularly good witness. But read these words as a promise, a promise of Jesus to us, a, a commission of sorts, a, an invitation of sorts, a calling of sorts, a blessing even. As, as these words actually empower us, empower us as we go about living our lives by faith. Let's read those words again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you 
and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit is given to us, given to the disciples of Jesus, the followers of God, to empower them and to invite them and commission them into God's ongoing story of his his story in this world. And and Jesus' final directive here is that, that promise of the Holy Spirit, that spirit that will come upon them and lead them and empower them and help them and guide them and comfort them and be there so that they may be witnesses in the world. And with the Holy Spirit, we are promised that Holy Spirit. We are also invited to be part of what God is doing in the world. Called into God's worldwide vision and mission for the people of the world. And And Jesus here is a prophetic voice Towards or to the disciples when he says these words of promise. You see, this promise here is unfolds but also is fulfilled throughout the book of Acts itself. At Pentecost in Acts 2, you might remember the Holy Spirit coming down in power upon the disciples. And this begins that new movement of God that we read all about through the New Testament. But in Acts specifically, Acts 2 to 7 tells of the stories of God's work in Jerusalem, which if we put it into our own terms, perhaps our friends and our family. Acts 8 to 12 then unpacks the way in which, uh, or you know, explains to us the stories of God and the work of God through Judea and Samaria. Again, maybe our neighbours in our community. And then in Acts 13 to 27, we read of God at work in the wider world to the ends of the earth. And the fulfilment of this promise that Jesus gives in verse 8, these these promises are are shown through the the entire book of Acts. It gives a good structure to the book of Acts as well. But but for us, perhaps first, this promise gives us gives us confidence. And that's perhaps my first brief point this morning, that this this promise gives us confidence that as believers we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit, Uh, even more powerful than our morning coffee, can you believe? We are empowered and commissioned and invited and called and sent by God through his Spirit, through God himself. And this can be as witness to the world, as witness to our local friends and family, to our neighbours and communities, to the world. As one pastor and Christian thinker has said, every Christian is a sent one. There is no such thing as an unsent Christian. And so the promise of the Holy Spirit can give us confidence. Confidence in our, in our witness to the world. Second, I think this, this promise gives us relief. In many ways, we all seek relief. But it gives us relief because God is doing the heavy lifting here. God is the one at work. The results and fruit of our witness in the world is due to God and his doing 
and through God. And so this is God's mission and it is he who is, who is empowering us. It is he who is turning hearts to Christ. It is he uh, whose, whose spirit is working and transforming the lives of many. And we get to enjoy the ride. But we get relief because he, our trust and our faith is in him and it is he who is doing the work. And the third, the promise, the third, I think this promise gives us inspiration for we are able to be part of what God is doing in the world. We are, we are bought in. We are, you know, we are invited in to see what he is doing. We're at the, the, on the front seat of what God is doing in the world. He hasn't invited us in to, you know, like, like we're some, we're watching someone play a computer game and we don't get to have a turn. We're not, we're not abstract from that. We're not apart from that. We are, we are involved and part of what God is doing in the world and get a front seat of that. And so we, we, we can be inspired by hearing stories of, of what other people are doing, uh, being encouraged by hearing stories of the way in which God is working not only in different parts of the world but in our communities and with our neighbours and with our friends and people that we know here at church. And we can, as we live our lives uh, as witnesses to him, we, through our friends and our families, our neighbours, communities and to the wider world, Jesus has promised that he is with us and promised this Holy Spirit to empower us and has commissioned us, in a sense, to do so. I think one way, like I said, one way uh, to be encouraged and inspired and, and also see the way in which God uses other people is to hear stories of what God is doing. Last week we heard Dennis preach and he talked about the way in which God is working there in Thailand. A few weeks prior to that, we had Chris up the front here telling us, sharing us some stories about how God has been transforming uh, him and people around him. We also had Wayne come from Pioneers and talking, mentioning a few stories of God at work, uh, bringing unity uh, to people a few weeks back as well. And so, as I mentioned earlier, in preparation for today... Uh, I sat down on Zoom with a pastor from Beirut, Lebanon, uh, and asked him a few questions about life and ministry in his context. To give you a bit of context, Jen and I, 15 years ago, as two 23-year-olds, went to live in Lebanon for two years with the backing of our church and a mission organisation. We served in a little school out in the, out in the sticks up in the mountains. Uh, of Lebanon. And so the Middle East has been part of our um, formation as people and as a couple and uh, also a, an area that we uh, are passionate about, interested in and, um, and have connection to. And so we, uh, with that in mind, um, a few weeks ago I thought, oh, we're on this series of To the Ends of the Earth. Let's Let's, let's chat with someone who lives there. Let's, let's hear some stories about what's been going on there. And uh, over the last 18 months or so, Lebanon have not been in a good place. They've got an economic crisis, uh, which you'll hear about uh, in the video. They've had a huge explosion 
that killed over 200 people uh, nearly, uh, nearly 12 months ago. And uh, there's also always challenges and tensions in that area. And so uh, the video we're about to watch I interview, is about 14 minutes long. Uh, I interviewed Pastor Charlie Costa, uh, and he is the senior pastor of Raspe Root uh, Baptist Church. And as I found out in talking to him, he's also the chairman of the board of the Arab Baptist Theological Seminary, which is there in Beirut. And he's also the president of the Lebanese uh, Baptist Convention, which is the equivalent of the Baptist Union. And if I'd known he was so well regarded, I probably would have been a bit more nervous doing the interview. But um, as it is, uh, he, he, someone who's been there uh, for a while, uh, he, uh, and he, he explains a bit of, of who he is in the video. So uh, hopefully it gives us an insight, I think, into uh, the life and ministry there in the Middle East. It gives us, hopefully, an encouragement and perhaps some perspective if, if we need it. Uh, because there are challenges and, and tensions in that place. He, he's serving in a place where there are multiple faiths uh, going on, living side by side. Um, and I, I mentioned the things uh, there as well. So uh, I hope he impacts you. I hope it inspires and encourages you as well. But let's head to that video uh, uh, now. That'd be great. Well, thank you for joining me. Pastor Charlie, it's uh, a privilege to have you. And so perhaps you can begin by telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, who you are, your family. Um, it'd be great to know a bit more about you. Um, well, um, I'm uh, pastoring a local Baptist church here in, uh, in Lebanon, actually in the city of Beirut. And... Um, I've been the pastor for close to 30 years now, mm. coming up on 30 in mm. the next year. Um, and um, uh, I never envisioned this longevity, to be honest. I uh, came in to pastor until they can find a pastor <laughs> 30 <laughs> years ago. <clears throat> so I'm not. Uh, much uh, for holding, uh, you know, on to the pastorate, but apparently God had other plans. Hmm. And uh, although I keep nudging them every once in a while, uh, uh, the Lord placed us there. We uh, the the place where the uh, the church is is a predominantly Muslim area. Hmm. Um, this gives us a uh, um, uh, a certain context uh, in which to serve, uh, but our ministry far exceeds the community, far exceeds the community. Uh, and um, uh, we've always uh, operated on, uh, on the paradigm that um, we try to reach all segments of society, all age groups, um, yep. genders. I, I mean, we make no difference uh, between um, uh, a Muslim and a Christian. I'm talking about serving them. 
Hmm. We serve them just the same. We love them just the same. Uh, uh, and, and we operate out of the, you know, mentality that Jesus died for them, died yeah. for all of them. And uh, we want to uh, reach them with the love of Christ. So we're able to reach these people yeah. for Christ. And uh, it's making an impact. It's making an impact, believe it or not. People are just wondering, why are you doing this yeah. to us? You know, yeah. uh, we have a Muslim young man that started coming to our church just recently. Wonderful young man. Uh, popped out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, apparently we're helping his family. So he started coming to church. Then two weeks ago, <laughs> he pops out on our uh, Zoom Bible study. <laughs> gotcha. And he's asking questions and he's very interested. Uh, Sunday, this, I mean, two days, three days ago, we had a baptism in our church. In the midst of COVID, we had a baptism. Yeah. Uh, a couple who will be married on Saturday, this coming Saturday, I will officiate their wedding. Yeah. I got to baptize them also. Great testimony for Christ. Great testimony. So God, in the midst of all of this, is encouraging the church. In the midst of all of that, COVID, economy, we're waiting in lines for gasoline. Uh, we're short on meds. We're, uh, hospitals are turning down people. They cannot receive them. They cannot take them in because they don't have medical equipment. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you in the, in the midst of all of that, yeah. God is being glorified. And I challenged our church. I said, listen, if we're going to nag and complain, there is a lot to nag and complain about. Yeah. But I challenged them to look for the hand of the Lord in the midst of all of this. Look for God in action. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, this is one of the few things we forget as Christians to see. Somehow in, in the book of Exodus, Chapter 14, when the people of God in the Old Testament were leaving Egypt, they got to the Red Sea. Pharaoh is chasing after them. Mm -hmm. They panic, and Moses says these words. Stand. I'm, I'm translating, if you like. Yeah, this yeah, the cost-paraphrased version, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stand still. Okay. Mm -hmm. Be quiet. And watch for the salvation of the Lord. Mm. Okay. Sometimes we need to be quiet. Stop complaining. Stop panicking. We need to stand still and watch what God is doing. Mm. Amazing. You are in the front seat. Okay? You're watching great action. Mm. And you're seeing the Almighty God Himself in action. With the explosion in August, what kind of opportunities is that brought uh, for well, the church? 
next morning, the mm. next morning, uh, uh, most of our young people, if not all, uh, and even young adults and adults, went down to the explosion area. Yeah. Started helping with uh, started helping with the cleanup. They took, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of uh, cleaning equipment and whatever, just um, yep. uh, started sweeping the streets, removing the glass, um, helping people yep. recover what they can out of their apartments, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, we started helping families rebuild. We helped several families yeah. uh, rebuild in the sense of uh, not the structure, but uh, renovate their homes, you know, fix up doors, windows. Yeah. Uh, some lost all their furniture. We bought several families. I can't even think of the number. Uh, washers, dryers, refrigerators, uh, sure. gas yep. ops, you know, uh, and, and it's just helping people in every way possible. Yep. We um, uh, tried to help and in the midst of that, sharing Christ, loving on them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to provide whatever we can for them. And we continue to be in touch with these families. Um, and uh, ultimately, uh, we felt this is the role of the church. I, I mean, it's not only our church. Lots of other churches got involved sure. also. I mean, it was, it was a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no one church or, uh, you know. Even countries got involved. Yeah. It was a huge thing, man. Well, what do you see having, I suppose, more broadly across the Arab world, across the Middle East? Like, there's tensions all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, even a few weeks ago, Israel and Gaza and Palestine, you know, are, are going at it. The greatest thing that can be done is for the church to be ready to minister during these difficult times. This is what marks us as different. Mm -hmm. Okay? We, as a church, do not take sides. We do not jump into politics and start you know, making uh, proclamations and uh, taking political stand, a political stand on the issue. We don't. We just say, look, the solution is Jesus. There's only peace through the Prince of Peace. For us, this is the key. Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the answer. That's what motivates us as Christians. Okay? And that's what should motivate us as Christians and churches to reach out. Um, it starts 
like the Bible says, in Jerusalem, in our own communities, in, you know, with your next door neighbor, with uh, uh, your colleague across the uh, uh, aisle at work, you know, uh, uh, sitting across from you on another desk. And, and listen, these people have problems just as we do. We know where the solution is. We owe it to these people to tell them. You know, that's what I'm challenging your church to do. Uh, reach out even across the yard at home, yep. you know, yep. uh, as you reach out to your neighbors. And then you can reach out across the world. Mm. There's a world in need of Christ. Mm. And this brings me to what your church should pray for. There are three P's. Number one, pray for perseverance. There are a lot of Christian workers all over this region. Sometimes they're tempted to give up. They're tempted to pack up and go. You know, they've had enough. Stress, danger, need. Okay? Yep. They're tempted. We need perseverance to keep going forward irrespective of the challenges. Then, protection. Perseverance and protection. A lot of danger around us. Different countries, some Christian workers under physic are under physical danger. Mm. Threatened to be killed or imprisoned or and I'm sure you and the church have heard about a lot about people like that all around the world. Yep. So we need to pay pray for uh, protection. Number three Pray for provision. Okay. As much as we like to think, uh, you know, that it's a spiritual ministry, there's, there's need for money. There's need for money. And people are, um, uh, cannot do, missionaries cannot do the work without the, you know, tools in their hands, if you like. Yeah. So um, it's uh, it's very important to pray for these three things: perseverance, protection, and provision. Yeah. You know, and I believe uh, God will be glorified, and the name of Christ will reach the world. Well, there you go. A little bit of an insight into another part of the world. I hope that was an encouragement for you. It became more of a challenge towards the end, didn't it? Uh, as you can tell, the, there is more to that interview. It is 45 minutes long. And if you would like to see the, the rest of it, you're more than welcome. It is up on our YouTube channel. Uh, I have it unlisted, though, so you would need to contact me or I'll put it in the newsletter uh, later this week so that you can go to that directly if that, if that interests you. And you can hear more of me go, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
threw out. Uh, but Pastor Charlie, of course, I'm not sure whether you caught this, or talked, the way, talked about the way Jesus impacts lives and communities there. And uh, he mentions towards the end of Jesus being the solution to the problems of the world. There is no, what a powerful line, there is no peace without the Prince of Peace. I think that was a line for me that, that hit me. That it starts in our own Jerusalem and extends out to our own Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And with the promise that Jesus gives in chapter 1 verse 8 of Acts, we find ourselves there in that front seat with him, being able to watch what God is doing. And God, uh, you know, being able to see him at work as he fulfills uh, his promises. So as we close... uh, I'd like us to to let us remember uh, this promise of Jesus, this promise that gives us confidence, gives us relief, gives us inspiration, but uh, uh, also is a promise that is a a commissioning, uh, a blessing almost, a calling to us uh, as we go out uh, on our weeks and in our months uh, to come. But off the back of that, I'd also like to spend a, a few minutes praying, particularly for the, the things that he, uh, Pastor Charlie, mentioned, and uh, and then we'll head into our final song for the the morning. But let us let us pray for the things that that Pastor Charlie talked about, uh, for perseverance, for provision, uh, and uh, for the other P that he had as well, protection. Um, <laughs> Let us pray for that now and uh, uh, will you bow with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to again gather again uh, this morning and worship you. We thank you that we can hear from you that, uh, you, that we can know your promises, that through your spirit we may watch and act in this world and participate in some small way with your uh, your plans and, and your, your will in this world. Heavenly Father, throughout this series we have seen that your heart is for all people and that we, we thank you for, for your caring, your loving, your gentle and humble heart that has compassion towards us. And we pray, Lord, for people throughout our community, our state, our nation, that they may be open to seeing and knowing you. As we hear stories of the way in which you are working in our wider world, whether it be Thailand or the Middle East or elsewhere, we pray that you may have your hand upon our brothers and sisters in these places. For in many of these places you know the very real challenges of each believer there. And so this morning we pray particularly for perseverance. Perseverance in faith. Perseverance among the significant obstacles uh, that are placed before them, perseverance in simply being Christian in these places. Lord, even in Syria this week, uh, we pray for a new believer who has recently told his family about his conversion to follow Jesus. And so we pray for the way in which his family treats him, for discernment in how he speaks about his faith and what he shares to those he is close to and that you may have your hand of strength and peace upon him. 
We pray for the perseverance of this particular young adult uh, man and for others uh, just like him in the region. We pray for perseverance for church leaders and for Christian workers. As Pastor Charlie mentioned, we pray that they, that they may cope with the stresses and the pressures uh, that, that they have in that region and that they experience. Uh, we pray that they have the strength to persevere. Lord, we ask that you would also protect those who are in physical danger because of their faith. Again, not only in the Middle East, but also places across Asia and Africa and South America as well. We, we ask that you protect our brothers and sisters there. The threat of imprisonment, violence, kidnapping, physical injury, all put strain on Christians in, different place, in these different places. Be with them, Lord, we ask. Protect them and their faith. Today we pray. We also pray for provision. Lord, we ask that you will provide for the needs of our brothers and sisters in these places, that there are needs that we have no idea about. Uh, There are some needs that we may know about, and if we can be involved in helping, may we take the step to do so. But we pray that for those who are in need, that you may provide for them. If we are able to be part of that, uh, help us take action. But for the people that we do not know, for the churches and the leaders there who are on the ground, may you supply them with every need that they require at this time. Lord, you promise that you are with us and we know that through your spirit you empower us in faith and in life. May our hearts be strengthened and encouraged this morning to also persevere in our own faith. Be open to your work in our, hand, in our hearts and in our minds. Thank you for commissioning us, for calling us, inviting us to be part of your work in this world. May we know that you have empowered us this morning. And we thank you for the salvation that we find in your son Jesus. Confess that which we need to confess and repent of this week and pray for forgiveness. And with praise and thanksgiving we seek to honour and to glorify you with all that we are. Lord, we pray these things in your Son's name. Amen.